Hey guys, Trigger here. I'm here to talk to you about a company called Stain Metal 666 that's based out of Mexico. Um, they're really involved in the metal music scene. Uh, I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I really do love listening to rock and metal music. Uh, been that way for a long time. I'm into a lot of bands. Uh, one of the bands I currently started listening to a lot is Ginger, and they've worked closely with them on promoting their shirts and their hats and everything they have to offer with this business. So I'm here to give them a shout out because I just ordered from them recently and they definitely have a positive message of loving music and loving metal music and staying together as a community through metal music. So definitely, definitely a good company to be a part of, and they're looking for support. Um, I'm going to link their Facebook page in the, in, the, in the podcast part of it, so y'all can definitely check them out. Uh, the link will be in the description, and uh, yeah, just give them a chance. Uh, Luis is a hard worker, and he'll work with you to get whatever product you need from them shipped worldwide. And uh, it's definitely worth the wait. They're amazing products. I am waiting to get mine in this week and I'll definitely be supporting and wearing it. So yeah, definitely check them out and uh, take it easy and stay metal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost Its Way. Some very important shit to talk about. So to get it going, here's Johnny. All right. Uh, Charlie Caruso, um, and whose real name is Charlie Ar Arnold, has re revealed that her contract is up with WWE. She's let it, let it expire, and she signed a full-time deal with ESPN. So she's no longer with the company. So, so yeah, good luck uh, re reporting on real sports. <laughs> <laughs> Still going to get paid. Yeah, even more. Wrestling's damn real right. sport. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Only in Mexico. It's real to me, damn it. No uh, shit. Uh, according, according to The Simpsons, it's only real in Mexico. <laughs> I guess those luchas just do it better than we do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Mexicans do it better, bro. Hmm. At at the age of only forty one, Brian Kendrick has officially retired from wrestling. He's been promoted to a producer role on SmackDown. Hmm. Yeah. So That's like he, a shame. Uh huh. He was really good. I like, especially the last couple of years when he was more mature and had a better run. Yeah. I really liked what he was doing. So to see him retire so young and 
not being used very well. He he was just dropped real quick. And that's what I didn't like. One day he was on it and on fire, and the other day he was just dropped. So I, I really yeah. hate when they do that. But, you know, apparently he's he's cool with it, so, you know, he, good for him. Yeah, as long <laughs> as he's cool with it, I'm fine with it. The uh, the full uh, list of the WWE Hall of Fame has been announced for 2021. It's going to be Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, the great Kali, Kane, Rob Van Dam, and William Shatner. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be he's going to be the uh, celebrity, the celebrity inductee, which which apparently I've heard that he's actually never seen himself on Star Trek. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't like the way he looked. But yeah, so that's your that's your Hall of Fame class. And the Hall of Fame has actually already been taped. It's going to air next Tuesday night at WrestleMania week in the uh, in the Thunderdome. Which speaking, huh? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Which speaking of that, this Monday's Raw is going to be the last episode of the Thunderdome at Tropicana Field because Tampa Bay Rays have their home opener next Friday night. So they're going to be moving on to the Youngling Center in Tampa. After Mania. <laughs> uh, no. It'll be the Friday. It's SmackDown. Oh, SmackDown will be there. Okay. Well, yeah, because uh, that's the day the the race open. Okay. Uh, <laughs> their home open. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> baseball. It's only baseball. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, our team sucks anyway. <laughs> Uh, Andrade uh, revealed in an interview with the Hugo Savinovich uh, that uh, Charlotte Flair was taken off the WrestleMania card, not because of COVID, but because she had a was misdiagnosed as being pregnant. So she was medically suspended, which the, the, the doctor said some, some of her her levels were high that that were predicting uh, predicted a pregnancy, but then Charlotte took some uh, tests herself at home, and they all they all came back negative. And finally, she went ahead and had blood tests and the ultrasound just to prove that she wasn't pregnant. Even and and that was that was before she got COVID, but even with the COVID, she's now medically cleared. But still, not on the on the WrestleMania card. Which Andrade said there are other reasons for that, but he didn't reveal them because they could damage her reputation. WWE. So. <sighs> Look, we we talked about it, right? And so they said she had COVID. Now this whole pregnancy thing, it sounds a little bit sketchy to me 
especially with the pregnancy thing coming after the Andrade release. Mm-hmm. And the rumors that people were talking about that she and her and Ric Flair had help in Andrade getting his release. How true that is, I don't know. But the Flair name carries a lot of weight in WWE. So I could see that actually happening. Also in this interview, Andrade was talking about how Charlotte isn't very well liked backstage with all the other women wrestlers. That A lot of them say that she works stiff. Um, that apparently uh, one of the other wrestlers took a picture of her uh, changing in the locker room, but he wouldn't reveal who that name was. Uh, so yeah, she she gets a lot of a lot of backstage cheat apparently for being I guess for being who she is. I could see that because again we go back to the same thing that the flair name carries a lot of weight in WWE. So I could see why she could be getting that heat backstage, but who knows the truth? Um, I'm pretty sure it'll come out sooner than later, but the only thing I took from that is that Charlotte likes it stiff. And like I said, Mexicans do it better. So, <laughs> moving oh, and, on. And and one more thing on that, Andre Andre revealed that he was making three million dollars a year when WWE. Again, Mexicans do it better. I stand by my statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so finally, this story actually came out yesterday. Uh, WrestleMania weekend just got even bigger, and I'm not talking about anything to do with this show itself. After night night two on on Sunday, uh, on Peacock, they're going to air a new episode of Stone Cold Broken Skull Broken Skull Sessions. His guest is going to be uh, the first ever AEW champion, Chris Jericho. And business has picked up. But it's also come out that Stone Cold had gotten Vince permission to have Jericho on. Vince, or Steve Austin texted Vince and asked him, say, you know, is, is this okay if Chris Jericho comes on? And Vince said, sure, it's, it's fine. And that uh, uh, Austin uh, texted him again just to make sure because you know sometimes Vince doesn't pay attention and yeah yeah he Vince was okay with it so we'll see how much of, if, if they'll you know how much he's going to get to get to talk about knowing that that Vince you know approved the interview and it's also yeah. how much he they're going to talk about him going to AEW. Because Vince might have put in there, sure, as long as you don't mention him after leaving the second time. Exactly, because <laughs> he might not get to mention AEW or New Japan. Which well, I think he'll be able to mention New Japan because he was like there before he came to WWE. At least from what I... I, I actually, he may get to talk about New Japan because he, Vince actually gave Jericho permission to wrestle 
Kenny Omega in New Japan because it wasn't yeah. on it wasn't on American soil. Right. So he might let him talk about that. I just don't know if he's going to let him talk about AEW. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling this Broken Skull session is going to be very heavily edited. Oh, yeah. It might be, yeah. <laughs> As are a lot of, uh, apparently, from what I've heard, a lot of the, uh, WWE archive content is being edited for Peacock. They actually have someone going through 17,000 hours of, <laughs> of network content and, and editing, you know, whatever they need to take out that might be racist or, or homophobic or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I expect a lot of editing from, from stuff from the Attitude Era and, and Ruthless Aggression Era. They're just going to mess it up. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be the same. But what I meant by being heavily edited is once they're in the moment, and we talked about this earlier with Johnny today, you know Stone Cold and Jericho are going to get into it, and you're not going to be able to stop it. I mean, who would really want to stop Stone Cold? He can still kick your ass, okay? <laughs> so nobody's there's going to try and stop them. They're going to be in the moment. Some shit is going to be said that shouldn't be said because Vince wouldn't want it to be said. Speaking AEW, speaking whatever Jericho has gone through with Vince and the company, some things are going to be said. And even if they're heavily edited out, they're still on tape somehow. Somehow they're going to get out. Someone's going to find a way to get that shit out. So even if we're not able to watch it in the initial release of this Broken Soul session, it's going to get out yeah. and we're going to be able to hear what Jericho truly has to say. And that is what I want. That is what I'm waiting for. A lot of people are trying to water it down, saying just wait till it comes out, let it happen and see what he says. But I know shit is going to be set. So I'm just ready for that shit. When, and at, after this happens, I want to, I want to see Stonko go on Taka's Jericho. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> because, and I mean, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold needs to go on that shit. Because once he gets on there, ain't nobody stopping him. And that's Jericho's podcast. So he can say whatever the fuck he wants. And then we're going to get the real dirt. All that shit. So all I'm going to say is just be ready because shit is going to hit the fan probably. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be legit. So that just gives us something else to look forward to on Mania weekend. So now that we got in that into the bit of the news, there, I'm gonna go over to Johnny and see what his favorite moment of Raw was. I consistently am trying. It's getting harder to find anything good about <laughs> Raw anymore. I'm sorry. There was just so much bad on this episode. 
as, uh, let me just list list the bad things. Let's just start out by they broke up the hurt business at the beginning of the show. Uh, they uh, MVP and Lashley threw out Benjamin and Alexander after after having this faction for over a year, which was probably the most it was the most consistent consistent and the best thing on Raw. They just they just got rid of it. And then the reason being is because mm-hmm. you know it was Vince's idea to split them up. Apparently Vince got tired of it. So yeah, that that was number one. Uh, the women's stuff continues to be bad. Matt Riddle apparently uh, they're intentionally making him mess up his lines. He had a promo with Oscar backstage where he was talking to her and talking to her about scooters and he was going to say something and he he, he looked at the camera and said, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. You know, a lot of people were thinking, well, he was about to make a, make a joke about how Japanese people are short and he stopped himself. But but it's come out that uh, that WWE actually made that part of his character because he's since he's supposed to be a stoner and you know stone stoners forget things so yeah that's that's bad uh i i i I had to stop the the pause show for a little bit and when i started up again it was just before the whole the miz and morrison music video whatever it's called. I, I don't even care. I fast-forwarded to the whole video. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> You're I, telling I, I, me. I, I don't give a shit about fake-ass wannabe celebrity miss. Hey, hey, hop, hop. Whatever. <laughs> you didn't care about hey, hey, hop, hop? What? <laughs> no. I'm, I'm just kidding. Hey, hey, hop, hop was horrible. If it wins on the ward, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go lay out in the middle of the street right now. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the the Miz, I've never liked the Miz. He he thinks he's a celebrity, but he's all he is is just a D-list straight to DVD wannabe celebrity. Come at me when you have a moving theater, Miz. <clears throat> but he was on the real world. The real world ten. I stopped caring about the real world after after four. <laughs> after real world four. It's a successful reality show. Really? Is it? He keeps telling me it is. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Intern watches it. I enjoyed it. Okay. It, it had its moments. And they're actually doing a reunion show where it's like 20 years later. I think they're reuniting the first oh, cast. Oh, you're, oh, you're, ta- oh, you're talking about, about Miz the, and Miss. Yeah, you're talking about the real world. I'm also talking, talking about the real world. Oh, I was talking about Miz and Mrs. I, uh, I think that I think that's a real world one that they're reuniting. Yeah. Not, not the Mrs. Real World. Mrs. was like 10 years old when that came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, 
taking taking Raw back to two years ago after Lashley got rid of the Hurt Business, he aligned himself back up again with Baron Corbin. Ugh. Damn it. So, yeah, so apparently Baron Corbin is taking Lashley up on his offer to, to try and get rid of McIntyre, which they're going to have a match on Raw Monday. And and you know Corbin thinks after that he's going to go after Lashley. So, yay, Baron's back on Raw. And at one point, yeah. those two were all fashion themselves. <laughs> what? Lashley, Corbin, and Drew were all a faction of themselves at one yeah, point. Yeah, they were. Fighting yeah, they were. The Shield. Wasn't they the final, they the final match of the Shield? Yeah, but that was like, yeah, that was like two years ago. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but they, there have always, there have been different iterations of that faction. They, at one time, they had Ziggler was in it and Braun Strowman was in it at one time. Shane McMahon was in it. <laughs> they, yeah, it's not good. So yeah, uh, I I hope I left y'all some some good to talk about in Raw. <laughs> so I'll I'll turn it over to y'all. Well, I guess the takeaway from that is Raw. Can't the whole damn show. Now that, now that I tore it all the bits. Yeah, yeah. Now that you dismantled Raw, um, Andrew, if you can find a moment somewhere in between there that you thought was somewhat good, please yes. let us know. Actually, did. <laughs> I liked when Drew went into the locker room and started challenging everybody. Okay, that was good. I liked well, that. <laughs> and he finally ended up with Ricochet. He says, I don't care what Bobby says, but if you're looking for a fight, I'm your guy. So. <laughs> But yeah, I like Drew going to the back. Who was the guy he threw over the couch, though? That was Gulak. No. I thought it was Gulak. Or was it Riddle? No. I, it wasn't Gulak. I'd have to go back and rewatch who it was. But... but I know he got in uh, Gulak's face and he got in Braun's face. He got in Riddle. Roberto. And ended up with with uh, Ricochet, but I can't remember who who, who it was he threw over the couch. Yeah. And and by the way, that locker room was actually the clubhouse for the Tampa Bay Rays. That's why yeah. I look. That's why it looks so damn so damn big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked it as well. Drew truly looking like a badass going after everybody. So, well, he is a badass. <laughs> yeah, he is a badass. That's what I'm saying. It it fits. I like that they did this, making him look really, really strong with Formania. So, I fucking liked it. Uh, yeah, Johnny really did the rundown on it. So, <sighs> look, the only thing I really have to add on to that is please no more choo-choo sounds. <gasps> yes. That's another annoying thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm really trying my best, like Johnny, to make it through Raw. 
and then we need it, the it's, game night segment with New Day. Yeah. <laughs> we really didn't need them to play games, and Omos didn't say a damn thing. <laughs> yeah, he oh, was, oh, just he, really wasn't into, into I, it. Actually, he did say did this start talking at the end. Yeah. Which, by the way, when did he get an accent? <laughs> why? Why is everybody getting an accent now? <laughs> Not only that, I might sound horrible for saying this, but fuck it, I'm gonna go there. <laughs> why is every black guy getting an accent recently? Yes, you know. Exactly. Fuck it. Uh, it I'm is next, what it is. Next week, Kobe King is gonna bring his Jamaican accent back. So that's going to be his character after Mania. He's going to go back <laughs> to Jamaican Kofi. <sighs> Fucking A. This company, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I I find it real difficult to find something good about Raw as well. So my main thing this week is please drop the choo-choo sounds. <laughs> you know? And other than that, just my normal, I really like the Fiends sitting on the swing set next to Alexa Bliss. That was just creepy, and I fucking love that shit. So, <laughs> hell yeah. Yes. Those those would have to be our thoughts on Raw. And, and I, I, I would have I, I preferred uh, for for Braun and Shane to have a Hell in a Cell match, at Mania, right. not, not a steel cage. By the way, do you you know, because Hell in the Cell and Steel Cage is two totally different things. This is only the second cage match in WrestleMania history since Hulk Hogan beat King Kong Bundy at WrestleMania 2. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been that long. But would they be able to pull off? They would be able to pull it off, but would they have a Hell in the Cell match? Outside of the Hell in the Cell pay per view, though, they have. That's what, that's how Shane returned at, at thirty two against Undertaker. Right, right, right. I guess they could do it. I mean, I'm pretty sure, like you said, it's been done before. That's how Shane returned, but and, and I guess that's Shane's game gimmick match too, because he had one against KO. Yeah, at Hell in the Cell. Yeah, I just think they'd like to keep it to the pay-per-view, but yeah, I think Hell in a Cell would have been a better choice than just a regular cage match. But it's probably still going to be pretty vicious. So, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, a lot of shit moments on Raw. We're just going to move on because I don't want to stay disappointed. So, to see if he has a moment on SmackDown or what he thinks, I'm going to go back to Johnny. Uh, I mean, I didn't really have a moment for SmackDown either, but I, I think you know, SmackDown was better than Raw. Uh, I, well, no, I'll, I'll take that back. I do like uh, the uh, the whole men's... Okay, let me emphasize that. The men's tag team situation that uh, that's setting up for next week so next week they're having what they're calling wrestlemania smackdown which they're going to have the Andre the giant battle royal 
and they're going to have a four-way match for the for the SmackDown tag titles between Alpha Academy, uh, the Mysterios, the the Dirty Dogs, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler, and the Street Profits. And they had an eight-man tag this week, and um, I mean they 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 always these four teams always put on good matches. You know, you got um, you get the high fly, high flyers of the Rey Mysterio and and uh, Chad Gable, and, and you got the technical aspects of it uh, also. You know, it it just it just works. It just worked for me. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, I actually think, well, what I would like for the Mysterials to win the titles because they would become the first ever father and son tag team champions. Yeah, and I, I think that would be a good move for them to have the claim over that to be the first ever father son tag team champions. It, it's 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 going to be a real special moment especially for Ray because I think actually I know he's nearing the end of his career. Yeah. Because with the way he wrestles and the lucha libre style, he can't do it for much longer. So for him to have this moment with Dominic and eventually get the Dominic heel turn if that's what they're going with, which I think they should. For them to claim this would be pretty awesome. So I agree with you that this four-way match, it's going to be pretty damn great to have. Now, now the reason they're, they're going to have this match on SmackDown instead of, instead of WrestleMania is because they're actually, for the, you know, for a change, they're not going to have any pre-show matches because since this is the first uh, show with the crowd, uh, they want to open up the show with something big. Yeah. And I understand that because, again, we talked about this earlier today. This mania is going to feel... I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I think it's going to feel a little bit weird to see fans in the crowd. Uh, yeah, there's. I don't think there's. So. Not, they're I socially mean, distant. I, they're I mean, socially distant yeah. and being careful and all that, but still, for for them to be back with the crowd after this long time. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see again a WrestleMania with actual people in the crowd. So yeah, I'm just because, ready for it. Yeah, because they're actually going to boo Shane McMahon says instead of chanting <laughs> Shane O'Mac. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get the real sounds. Yeah, of how it really should be, not the pipe and sounds. And, and by the way, just to backtrack a little bit to Raw, I have heard that 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 they are. They are looking at having a special entrance for the fiend, and possibly even having uh, Alexa Bliss with a mask as well. Hmm. Okay. Do, do you want to put a mask on her? That's that's fine. I could see it happening because it had been reported for a while that they wanted to put a mask on her. So 
if that happens, cool. I'll I'll like it. But all I'm gonna say is, why would you want to cover that pretty face? That's all I'm gonna say. But you want to throw a mask on her? Cool. I I could I could appreciate that for mm-hmm. the role she's playing. So yeah, that was that was my SmackDown moment. All right. Well, now that we got Johnny's moment in there, I'm gonna go over to Drew and see what he enjoyed from SmackDown. I thought SmackDown was a boring show this week. (laughs) 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 Although I did like that at the end of the show, Daniel was the only one standing after he took out Roman, Jay, and Edge. (laughs) So maybe that's giving me hope that Daniel's going to win this thing instead of one of the other two. So we'll see. Yeah. Because I know last week it was Edge standing tall. The week before that, it was Roman standing tall. So, it was it was Daniel's turn. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to have to share this moment with because I was freaking the fuck out whenever Daniel got Roman into submission at the top of the ramp. Mm-hmm. And you see Heyman pacing and freaking out behind them. It just it, it felt it felt a lot it felt real different to see Daniel Bryan getting the upper hand on Roman. Made me think he's the one that's gonna win. So on the go home for WrestleMania next week, I think they should have a super beat down spot on Daniel Bryan. They probably will. To to truly put him in the underdog position, not only because of who he is and who he's facing, but because of a kayfabe injury or something like that, him not being able to recover real quick from the beatdown he takes to overcome all of that and get the win at WrestleMania, if that's the story they're going to tell. I'm truly in into all of that because I was real excited to see Daniel Bryan in this position he was put at the end of this SmackDown for him yeah. to get the upper hand on Reigns. I really enjoyed it. Bring back shades of WrestleMania 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to see Daniel Bryan standing tall one more time because this would probably be the last time for him to get the chance at this title. So, hell yeah. I would fucking love that shit. Um, so, yeah, that, that shared moment with you was pretty great. But before we move on from SmackDown, can we talk Logan Paul? We have to. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I Look, Bad Bunny was bad. We in that, well, that that again, that's just what I think. I know a lot. I know Johnny doesn't agree. I I just think bringing someone else in is bad. I could understand why they brought Logan Paul in. I'm gonna make the connection because. 
Sami Zayn running around with his documentary crew talking conspiracies and shit. They want to. What? That's what Logan Paul does, right? Conspiracy theories? Yeah, he actually has a movie on YouTube where he runs around and talks to a bunch of flat earthers. And he actually is a flat earther, believes the earth is flat and all that shit. So. I wonder if he's talked to AJ Styles. Oh. He probably has, man. I wouldn't. (laughs) I, I could see that happening. So, not only is there that connection where he's a flat earther and helping push Sami Zayn's beliefs in this documentary and all of that, I understand that connection there. But he's also had a couple of amateur boxing matches, some yeah. fights. So at least if they bring him in, he's worked as a fighter before. Being amateur, still, he's had boxing matches and he's expressed interest in facing Floyd Mayweather. So if they're able to make that happen, that's a big deal as well. Obviously, Floyd Floyd Mayweather's in a different class. Knock his ass so, out. <laughs> <laughs> probably, but look, I, I'm not saying Logan Paul is anywhere near Floyd Mayweather's talent and skill, but he is a pretty big dude. I was a fan of his. I would watch a lot of his videos back in the day. He has a gym in his house, constantly working out staying fit as fuck and just has really good movement to him so well now that you mentioned that here's another connection uh floyd mayweather has also been at wrestlemania in the past exactly so i i could understand why they would bring logan paul in because at least he's physical He's able to do some things that probably most other people couldn't do. So I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. Again, I used to watch Logan Paul. not a really big fan of his now. But the difference between him and Bad Bunny is he's actually able to throw down if needed and truly make it look convincing, which I don't think Bad Bunny has it in him, but hey, I could be proven wrong this coming weekend. So we're just going to have to wait and see. And I just wanted to make that Logan Paul connection. Yeah, because Bad, so, Bunny, Bad Bunny has been training. Yeah. So we'll see what so, kind of move he has. Yeah. Again, I could be proven wrong. And if I am, I'll be completely honest on our WrestleMania review. There was so, another another celebrity that was rumored. Um, but I, you know, I just hope it doesn't happen. And that's Cardi B. And I think you'll agree agree (laughs) with me that she doesn't need to be there. Okay. You don't even know. Bro, I hate Cardi B. This has nothing to do with 
women's rights or her song my body i can do whatever i want and talk mm-hmm. however i want about my body it has nothing to do with that just the way she puts herself out there and her voice i think is horrible yeah it's not my thing if you like if anybody likes it i know some people that like it. so yeah, i don't my, judge them my they can like her. whatever they want so but yeah, I really hope she doesn't show up at WrestleMania. Did you hear her song come up while we were at lunch today? Oh, somebody was started playing it in the background. I mean, yeah, I mean somebody, somewhere in, in somewhere in the break room. Yeah, I almost turned around and said, "Shut that shit off." You should have. Next time that happens, you do that. I really wanted to because that's how much I hate Cardi B. So I'm going to change her name. I'm going to call her Cunty B. I'm in. I'm in. That's what I'm going to start calling her as well. Probably going to start going to talk about her. What? I'm just not going to mention her. Well, you wouldn't because you're white. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We we. I don't know. She just, and there's probably a better choice of words here, so I shouldn't even say it this way, but I can't think of any other way of putting it right now. She just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. So I'm just, I hope that's not the case. I hope she's not going to be at WrestleMania. So I would be really disappointed if she is. Oh, now, I, I can't put words together because of how angry I am. So I'm just going to forget that was ever said, even though we talked about it. <laughs> and I'm going to go over to Andrew and get the rundown on NXT. Oh. Anybody else watch it besides me? No. No, didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're gonna start watching it next week. I thought Godzilla versus Kong. Do what? I saw Godzilla versus Kong. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, had a few good matches. The first match of the night was Cameron Grimes and Roddy Strong going after it. Uh, Grimes is still trying to buy the rights to. UE from Strong. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're going after it. And uh, towards the end of the match, Grimes is getting beat. And he pulls something out of his trunks. Looks like a weapon. Roddy gr- knocks it out of his hand, uh, flips Grimes over, looks at it. It's a UE armband, <laughs> which distracts Roderick long enough. For Grimes to hit the cave in and get the pin. Now these two were supposed to, are supposed to be in the uh, metal world at the end of the night. Halfway through the show, they show Roddy leaving. He says he he's done. He quit. So the battle royal only has eleven guys in it. <laughs> oh, so hmm. I don't know if he's 
gone for good or if he's just done for now. I don't know. But he said, I'm done. Um, Anderson Indy had a match with two jobbers. They made them real quick. Then they challenged Ember, Ember and Shotzi for the titles. And that's, I think, going to be night two. Night one of uh, uh, night two, yeah. Night two yeah, of the stand and deliver. Uh, Zoe Stark faced Raquel Gonzalez. Zoe Stark nearly beat her three or four several times, but Zoe Raquel was just too strong. <laughs> and EO all throughout the show kept going after Raquel. Raquel just kept putting her down, putting her down several times. One time she even put her through a wall. It was only drywall, but it was through, still through the wall. <laughs> uh, we had a tag team match with Casey Cotton, Catanzaro, and Caden Carter versus Tai Shin, which is Mai Ying and Zaya Lee. Zaya basically goes to the ring alone to fight, and that Japanese lady sitting on the, her throne up on the roof ramp like she normally does. Caden gets tired of it, walks up there and Mia puts her in a choke yo, knock, knocks a choke, knocks her out and Zaya finally get, and pins Casey. So that's still going on. Now we get to the Battle Royal. <laughs> it started and Dexter Loomis is standing in the corner not moving. He doesn't move until there are only four people left. <laughs> Nobody touches me or nothing. He's just standing there. Nobody's kind of looking at him. Very, uh, what's the word? Cautiously. Like, hey, let's don't screw with this mother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, people are leaving left and right. And at one point, Kushida and Pete Dunn face off in the ring talking about who's the best technical wrestler in wrestling, and they actually eliminate each other. So now they're having to match it probably on night one. They're having on night one. But uh, the six qualif qualifiers for the gauntlet match are Swerve Scott, Leon Ruff, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Who LA Knight won, so he's going to be the last competitor. Oh, I mean, okay. That means Leon Ruff and Swerve is going to start. Oh, so they're going in the order that they were eliminated. Yes. Back in reverse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so LA Knight's, LA Knight's going to be the last competitor, and Loomis is going to be the fifth. So. Well, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty good cutting match. It's, it sounds like it. And it took three, three, see, it took three people to eliminate Bronson Reed because he's just so big. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when Dexter Loomis finally moved to help eliminate him. Throw him over the rope. But yeah, it was a good night out overall. That was basically pretty much the show. And they did one of those prime target things where they show the highlights of the careers of Cole and O'Reilly. They showed some old pictures of them in a ring of honor <laughs> when they were like 20. <laughs> so that was pretty interesting. But yeah, that was NXT this week. Yeah. 
I'm I'm still going with Dexter Loomis, man, for all of this. Me too. That that's one crazy dude. I love the way he carries himself and how you said he was just standing there not giving a fuck, not doing anything until the last four. So, so seven people were eliminated. <laughs> yeah. And he said, didn't do a damn thing. I had said Austin Terry last week, but he didn't even make the cut the cut. So yeah. I'm switching Dexter. He got eliminated. Landau was back and his feet were still in the air. And he was kind of crawling around trying to find a place to stand up, but he couldn't. So he did the kip up and got eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if I had a choice, he's a badass motherfucker. So I think we mostly agree here that Dexter Loomis should be the one. Yeah. But we'll wait and see what happens. So now that we got our moments in there for WWE, we're going to move on to AEW. I'm going to go to Johnny and get his favorite moment from Dynamite. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so the Pinnacle had a segment where they were in a, in a locker room uh, and MJF was going to make make a presentation to them. He started out by saying, you know, I'm going to get you guys all new suits and, you know, we're going to we're going to be matching as a group and then he was saying, I'm going to get an interior decorator in here to, to you know, make up this, this place different. And at this point, he opens up the bathroom door in the locker room. And there standing in the doorway of the bathroom is the inner circle. Jericho, uh, Hager, Santana, Ortiz, and Sammy Guevara. Oh. No, Hager wasn't in there. Hager, um, no, I, okay, I, I didn't think he would. But still, how they all managed to fit in there. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, so, <laughs> and they're just all just staring straight at the pinnacle when MJF opens the door, not even moving, like, almost like it, like it was like a, just a picture of them. And so MJF shuts, closes the door back, and he's like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> and she starts... And they start leaving, and this is when Interhurkle busts out the door. He opens the front door, and Jake Hager standing there blocking blocking them from leaving. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so they're trapped. So uh, that's when the beatdown starts with the Interhurkle and, and and the Pinnacle, and you had you had different moments like uh, 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 Hager put Wardlow through um, like a massage table, and. Uh, 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 Ca- uh, Cash Wheeler went through some went through some ice. Uh, Dax Harwood somehow got either he bladed too too much or or what. But he he started bleeding profusely somewhere somewhere in in there. <laughs> uh, it, it it ended when uh, Jericho put MJF through a vending machine, the glass vending machine, which. Actually, and he he had a line afterwards said said you know we're the, you know something like the worst is yet to come, which actually mimicked the same thing he told Shawn Michaels in two thousand eight before he pushed Shawn Michaels through the Jeritron. <laughs> but but probably the the funniest part of this beatdown was he when 
Jericho gave MJF sorely <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. And Sammy using the door on Sean Spears. So Sammy's the doorman where yeah. Spears is the chairman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that was just a, a great segment. Yeah, I really enjoyed that shit. It it was fun. It was chaotic. It, it was everything, and I fucking enjoyed it. Yeah, man. They Look, could, I don't a couple of shots at Tully too. They yeah. didn't hit him very yeah. hard, but they did take a couple of shots at Tully. Yeah, and you know. Being funny and all, we know, we know it's all fun and games here at times. So that swirly was the best. <laughs> I fucking enjoyed it. Hell yeah, and fucking love that, that I, segment. I think that's the first time we've ever seen a swirly in wrestling. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, definitely a first, and we fucking enjoyed it. <laughs> so now that we got Johnny's moment in there. I'm going to go over to Andrew and see what he enjoyed from Dynamite. My favorite part was probably the main event. The Arcade Anarchy, which is weird. The setup, you had all these video games around the ring. You had a crane machine. You had a -a (laughs) (laughs) whack-a-mole. And then you had like this reward counter with the cost of tickets and Everything yeah. you could buy was weapons. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, a roll of barbed wire, a bat, a chair up there. I, I like that the chair was, was 20,000 tickets. Yeah, the roll of barbed wire was 10,000. I think the bat was like 5,000. Uh, but one point, it was just chaos all throughout. <laughs> So basically, it's the best friends, Chuck and Orange Cassidy against Miro, Kip, and Penelope's on the ringside, as always. At one point, Penelope got involved, and I think she need or kick Orange in the family jewels. <laughs> and she goes over the crane machine, and somebody pops up, and I was like, hey, it's Statlander. So Chris Statlander's back. Then she takes out Penelope Ford, puts her through a table. And then you have Miro fighting both Chuck and Orange Cassidy up the ramp. And at the top of the ramp, you see this car turn on their headlights. They drive down, and it's Sue. Chuck gets... (laughs) Trent gets out. Mom kissing Mom Chink. He comes and helps beat the hell out of Miro. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, they put Miro through a table. And then they do a running power slam off the stage through tables on so that, was the air, that was the air, air hockey table he went through yeah <laughs> yeah Stanlander put Ford through the air hockey table yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah that was just a very great match and, and we had two returns <laughs> yeah and, and apparently uh, they made it official that Stanlander is now with the best friends yeah, because she got part of the hug. But she's still <laughs> but she's still an alien, so which is good. Yes. Yeah. 
And and something else I liked about this, uh, and you know, Tony Khan did it again. He went out and he bought the rights to another song. Uh, uh, Orange Cafe now has uh, uh, what's what's on my mind by the Pixies, which I love that song. <laughs> and, and and that was a great image at the end of the show when when they were they were doing thumbs up and Sue was, Sue did the thumbs up back and uh, all all while you you just heard what's on my mind playing in the in the background. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. It it's it's always been on my mind that Orange <laughs> needed his own song, especially as of late since he started getting a, a bigger push so I'm, I'm glad he finally got his own song and not only that but a badass song to start out with so yeah, and, and see the, the Tony Khan's singing back to where this is how wrestling theme songs started back in the 80s which uh, you know uh, world class uh, they did it first uh, but back then you didn't have to get, you know, the copyrights to use it in, in wrestling. So you had like a, a Carrie Bunner used Tom here. Uh oh. Oh. <laughs> right when he was on a roll. I remember the missing link. You should use bang your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. It's. I, I like Quiet Riot. Tony Khan. Because Quiet Riot did that song way back in the day. Yeah. I like that Tony Khan is not afraid to go out and pay whatever he needs to pay to get whatever music he wants. So I, I'm pretty sure we've said that before, but hell yeah. I love him for not giving a shit and doing what he needs to do to make his product as great as possible. Yeah. So, for my moment, as much, well, that was a different screen that popped up on my phone. As much as I love, let me get to it. I just had it, but my phone did something weird when it locked. It's, as it's much, funny. I went out for a second too. So, something weird's yeah. going on. Yeah. As much as I love Hikaru Shida and Tai Conti, we've always said that the bunny is definitely another one of our favorites. I know Andrew said it, I've said it. So the good bunny. Yes, the good <laughs> bunny. Good oh, bunny. Good, good one. <laughs> She's the good bunny. <laughs> She's the good bunny. <laughs> that's 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 awesome. Uh, how come I didn't think of that? And it is Easter weekend, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So how fitting that even though she was tagging with Nyla Rose, the bunny got the win over Ty Conti. Yeah, it was a really good match. Uh, they really good back and forth. I like everything they did here, but putting a, a bit of the spotlight on the bunny and her getting the pin, hell yeah. That's what I enjoyed the most. And definitely my moment. And uh, the only other thing I have to say is 
What the fuck, QT Marshall? Mm. <laughs> Why you gotta be like that, man? All Cody ever did was look out for you and try to make the best for you. And this is how you're gonna act. Wasn't we there for his first match? I think we were. Because we, we, we started, we were chanting Cody's partner. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> by the end, we yeah. were chanting QT's partner. I still remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. We were there for his first match. So yeah, just just to see the the push and what they're doing with him going heel. Even though he still looks a little bit conflicted, but he's got his own faction now. So yeah, everybody gets a faction. He had he had some of the uh, their trainees, the, the ones that Cody trained, turn against him. He had the, Nick Camarado, Aaron Solo, and, and uh, I forget what his first name was. Something a go go. I forget. I forget the name. Yeah, I think that's the that's the tough one to say. I couldn't remember his name either. <laughs> yeah, but QT getting a little bit more interesting, stepping out of the shadows of Cody and Dustin. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to see what they do with him, and this could be on a different level of hate. So, and, hell yeah! And this is also something good I want to say about AEW that. Compared to WWE, uh, AEW knows how to build new stars. AEW actually cares about building new stars as opposed to WWE who just want to bury their new stars. And, and, and you know, at times not, not even use them. Uh, like, uh, I know also as, as Cesar Bononi had a good showing too in his match with Moxley. And he, he apparently he's got a little faction too with uh, J.D. Drake and, and uh, Ryan Nimitz. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing AEW is getting right is even though they're still focusing on their established stars, uh, it also helps that they like pushing new ones and putting them in the spotlight yeah. as well. And, and yeah, that's why this new dark show on Mondays is called Elevation because they're they're trying to elevate the the newer stars. Yeah. They're definitely doing things right. I know we've said that a lot before, but this just goes to prove that even when things don't look perfect, which for AEW they have, yeah, you you still know how to run it well and how to push new people and do everything right pretty much. So that's only going to help them, and I hope it always stays like because I know things can change, things can influence decisions, but this should always stay the same. And I truly hope it does with AEW. So, hell yeah. But that's a great show. By the way, I want to correct myself. The name of the song is actually Where Is My Mind? Not What's On My Mind. <laughs> <laughs> that just came to me. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but 
AEW pretty good here. Another great week. Love that Statlander returned. I'm happy for Andrew because I know <laughs> I know that's his girl. So he's <laughs> real happy that she's back. Yeah. So before we move on, we're gonna go through. And since we're getting stand and deliver throughout the week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and do some predictions here. That that joke wouldn't be (laughs) right. Yeah. All right. So for the first match of the card for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin in a ladder match. Uh, I, I think, I think Jordan Devlin's going to win this one. He's going to uh, reclaim his his right to be the, the true cruiserweight champion because it actually it wasn't his fault that he wasn't able to defend the title. Yeah, yeah, it definitely wasn't. So he should definitely get a great showing here. Andrew Devlin. Devlin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same I, I <laughs> Yeah, I just, I think Jordan Devlin is more built for a ladder match. I don't think Santos Escobar would want to take that big of a risk, even though it is a ladder match and he'll probably have some amazing spots. I think Jordan Devlin is truly going to shine here. So, yeah, I'm going Jordan Devlin as well. Now, for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus The Way. Oh, I, I think Shotzi and Ember are going to retain here. They, it's too soon to, to give up the titles, even though they did beat the, the new champs on their first defense. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I got Ember and Shotzi. Yeah. And Imbran Shotzi. I'm feeling some sort of way about the way, man. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got a bad feeling here that it's gonna be another tag title change. Yeah, I just think there's gonna be some shenanigans going on and the way you're gonna get the upper hand and I feel sorry for Shotzi and Ember. But I think the way is going to take it. So I hope I'm wrong, but that's just how I feel. So for the next match, for the NXT North American Championship, Johnny Gargano versus TBD, according to the card. Well, well, I think well that's actually on night two. So before you get you get to that, you gotta go with the gauntlet match first. Well, okay, yeah, they put it weird here. It's showing night two before night one for some reason. So yeah, <laughs> who do we think is gonna? It's because all the title matches are gonna be on night two. Yeah. So know. no, no, oh, okay. Because the women's title is the. Main event night one. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
So before we get to that one, Leon Ruff versus Swerve Scott versus Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Uh, Who I you think, got? I think we already talked about this. It, I think it's going to be Dexter Loomis. Yes. But I, I will say the final two would be Dexter Loomis and L.A. Knight. Yeah, I think they definitely have to be the last two. Well, they have I to. Think, because, well, they have to because LA next the last one fighting, anyways. So he has to be. Yeah. There. <laughs> he has to be the last one, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm also going to go Dexter Loomis, and I believe Andrew. Yes. Mentioned that as well. So. Yeah. So. It's definitely going to be Johnny Gargano versus Dexter Loomis. From what we think, and for that, uh, I'm picking picking Dexter Loomis because Johnny Gargano was scared of Loomis, like, <laughs> just like just like Cameron Grimes was. Yeah, Andrew Loomis. Yeah, we're all gonna have to go with Loomis there. He's just too cool and. Johnny's scared of him, so yeah, he's gonna get the upper hand and just completely kick his ass. So hell yeah, that's gonna be a great match. Now the unsanctioned match against Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I'm I'm gonna pick Kyle O'Reilly to win that match. Andrew. Kyle. Yeah, I'm going Kyle as well, even though it's going to be a very long match. I think probably the longest match of the night <laughs> and the most interesting match of the night, I also think. And yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, because Adam Cole probably wants to give him a great showing on the way out since probably after this, Adam Cole is moving up to main roster. So. Yeah. Hell yeah, Kyle O'Reilly for the win there for sure. For the NXT Championship, Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. This is a, a tough one. I mean, as much as I like, I, I like you know Balor. I'm, I'm gonna have to go Karrion Cross because yeah, just because of the way he had to give up the title and, and you know, I, I think he, he wants it more. Andrew? I think Karrion Cross is going to win it. Yeah, I, I'm definitely agreeing with you all that Karrion Cross is going to get this win because of the way he had a vacated due to injury. Yeah, he's going to get a real good show in here, and he's going to come out on top. So, carry in for the win on that one. And for the next one, it's the NXT Tag Team Championship. MSK versus Grizzled Young Vets versus Legado del Fantasma. Uh, I'm going to pick MSK here. All right, Andrew. 
It'll probably be MSK. Be my guess. I want to. <laughs> I want to agree with you all so bad on this one because <laughs> I really like MSK, but I I think they've been. I love that they win a lot. Obviously, that they're getting a real good push on the way in because they're a fantastic team. But if it, everything can't go your way, and even though they're gonna they're gonna have a really good showing here, the ultimate opportunists, I think, Legado del Fantasma are gonna find a way to sneak in and get the win. So, I'm going Legado del Fantasma on this one. And next up for the NX, NXT UK Championship, Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa. <clears throat> I actually want to see Tommaso Ciampa win this. If, if, it would, if this happened, he would be the first non-UK UK wrestler to win the UK title. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Andrew? To me, this is the toughest one because Walter's still undefeated in WWE. <laughs> yeah. He's not lost a single match. I would like to see Tommaso do it. But then that means he would have to go to England to <laughs> defend it. And I don't think they'd want him over there that long because he's a big draw here. So, Walter. Especially since they're always getting put in lockdowns all the whole time. <laughs> right. You don't want him to get over there and have a chance. Hey, uh, I can't come back, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as big and menacing as Walter is, <sighs> Tommaso is just as crazy. And really dangerous as well. So I don't know how they would make it work, but I'm going Tommaso. He's going to get the win. I don't know how they're going to do this, how they're going to pull it off, but they have to have something planned. So I'm going to go with Tommaso on this one. As difficult as that's going to be to pull it off because of, like Andrew said, going overseas to defend it and stuff like that and running that risk of him not being able to come back. Yeah, but I think that's a risk that unfortunately they're going to be willing to take. So I'm going to Maso on that one. You know, WWE doesn't care. They'll risk everything. <laughs> so, hell yeah. I'm going to go to Maso on that one. And for the final match for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. <clears throat> I, th I think uh, I think Raquel's going to take it. I think it's time for Io to give it up. In fact, I, I, I think she may be on her way to the main roster as well. So it'd be a good time for her, her to lose it. Yeah, I agree with you there. Andrew? I hate to say this, but I think you're right because he is my favorite wrestler. 
<laughs> man, man or woman in WWE. But give me Raquel. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm real sure that it pains you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I I agree as well that EO's held it for a pretty good amount of time, and Raquel is just going to be too much for her to handle and either way she's going to get the Adam Cole treatment from this and be moved up to main roster I just hope they know what to do with her up there man because it doesn't look good when you move up but as big of a name as EO is I hope they know what they're doing so I'm going to have to go Raquel with the, on that one as well so We'll, see, we'll see what happens. There's one more match. Okay. Kushida and Pete Dunn. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this is a tough one because these the, they two they have matching styles. They and they're could, both submission specialists. They're both yeah. very technical. Uh, I I think Kushida just because get him a win on pay per view. Yes. He's been with the company for two years already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kushida. Yeah, I'm picking Kushida because he needs to get that push into either North American Championship or NXT title consideration. Yeah, I, I'm, I would love for Kushida to get the push. So I'm a, I'm gonna have to go with Kushida as well, but you can't count out Pete Dunn either because he's always badass. But yeah, I think Kushida should get the shot here and get the win. So I think we're all in agreement on that one. Kushida needs to get it. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. It's gonna be a hell of a week that's coming up. It's WrestleMania week, man. It's yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> eight, 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 eight straight nights of WWE yeah. starting Monday. Yeah, eight straight nights if we decide to watch everything they push out there. So I, I'm going to make the effort of trying to watch as much as I can because. There's probably going to be a lot of great shit coming up this week. So, hell yeah. Lots to look forward there. And I hope it just ends up being great for everyone. So, now that we got our predictions in there, it's time to stump the brain. Okay. We're going to go back to WWE for a minute. (laughs) The European Championship was used from February 97 to July 2002. Who was the final European champion? (laughs) (laughs) They're getting tougher, man. Okay, what was the last date it was used? July 2002. Okay. This is just uh, going to be a shot in the dark. 
I'm gonna say hardcore Holly. No. <laughs> uh, the reason I picked this question this week because he's going to Hall of Fame this year. It was Rob Van Dam. <laughs> 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 yes, he. It was. He had the. I think it was William Regal. Had the. Uh, European Championship and Rob Van Dam had the Intercontinental Championship and they merged them. So Rob was the last European champion. <laughs> I, I, I will say Rob Van Dam was the only wrestler that actually ever held both the, the WWE and ECW titles at the same time. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. As he used to be one of my favorites when I was <laughs> back we then. Had, we <laughs> met him. Yep. We sure did. <laughs> yeah, as uh, as underrated as he is, I, I think he deserved a better spotlight. I don't think he got the credit he deserves, especially with everything he did in ECW and when he came up to WWE. So, yeah, but hey, look, man, we loved him for what he did, and we give him the credit he deserves, even though not everyone does that. So, hell yeah. Good shout there on Rob Van Dam. We appreciate you, dude. Yeah. So, lots of great shit coming up, man. I hope I hope this, this is going to be as interesting of a week as possible because there's a lot of possibilities there to make WrestleMania great again, even on its last week. So... Yeah, we'll see what happens there. I hope everyone's able to enjoy the madness that's going to be this week. And we'll come at you next Saturday, whether it be on live review or podcast. That's still up in the air as of now. But we will let you know, and we will talk to you all next week. See you next week. Thank you later. <laughs>